Shannon Tipton here, and welcome to another Learning Rebels in 15, where we take the best bits from the Learning Rebels coffee chat and give you an espresso shot to jumpstart your day. And today's double shot comes from the chat about creative ways to debrief and add reflection to learning. It all started with the question, what are your creative solutions for debriefing and reflection within the classroom environment? And how can we incorporate those ideas into virtual and online learning experiences? Let's face it, if you want to make learning stick, proper debriefing and allowing for reflection is critical. So without further ado, let's get to it. Today, Andrew kicks us off by reminding us about the importance of connecting the reason for the debrief. What's your plan? He talks to us about the three A's behind debriefing, but also gives us a solid reminder about knowing who your audience is and being strategic about who we call on first. It's about what I call the three A's. Why are you doing the follow-up? And for the individual, it'll be one of three A's. It'll either be for awareness. So it's something that they already knew through doing this exercise, and they just needed to be made aware of it. It's for acquisition. It's something they didn't know, but it's now new knowledge for them. Or actually, most important is application. How I take what I've learned and use it in the workplace. And so if you focus the feedback on the application side, that's where you're going to get the best conversation. So by saying to people, so you spent time learning about time management. How is this going to impact on the way you do your job? What kind of things will you do differently in your work as a result of this? And so focus the conversation around the application piece. And that avoids it just being a conversation about how good the content was. Always be aware, particularly in online spaces, that you give women opportunity to speak before men. Data is clear. If men speak first, women are up to 70% less likely to contribute to a conversation, which is really important. From a facilitation perspective, when you're looking for feedback, don't look to the men first, look to the women first. And then a woman hears a woman and a woman will then follow through and will then speak next. Whereas if a man speaks first, a woman, like I say, is up to 70% less likely to speak. Debrief and reflection takes on many forms. The power of journaling to connect lessons to application cannot be understated, as said here. One of my huge things I'd like to do is um, give journals to the people that I'm working with. And a lot of times I provide times for them to journal and to write down a lot of reflection of what they're thinking, mostly in the leadership classes. And then these people go and they have teams. So actually trying to figure out, okay, so you learn this new tool. Let's say it's active listening, right? Okay, how are you going to apply active listening? Who are you going to listen to? Who do you need to listen to? Write all this down in your journal. Think about it. And then they can take that and go back because you all know this. You take a class, right? For two hours, you leave, you totally forget everything because you get bogged down into the day-to-day stuff. So with that journal, they each set an alarm. At the end of the day, the alarm goes off and they get to look in their journals and to say, you know, what am I forgetting? What did I not do? And that's another time to reflect. But the biggest thing, as you were saying before, is how do I use this in my day-to-day? How can I use this tool? How can I use this theory? How can I use this learning? 
that is so important because we talk about it in class. We practice it in class, but actually getting to use it, I think that's the most important thing. But sometimes people need a little guidance when it comes to reflection. In this example, the power is in the consistency of the questioning. So what I normally do is at the end of each session is to give three new words or insights to sum up two things for themselves that makes them curious and that they want to dive deeper into that content or knowledge. And one thing that they will try to change from today or tomorrow. It's also important because I often ask uh, four core questions, and that is, does the subject make you curious? Eh? Does it trigger you also to learn more? Can you use your experience and knowledge that you have already within the course? Is the course useful? Because maybe it goes too slowly or too fast. It can also be, it's not useful for my time, for example. And the fourth question is, will it help to catch my future goals? Reflection with virtual learning can be a bit challenging. Here's how you can make the best use of your time and energy to allow people to process and reflect lessons. Plus, encouraging people to connect with nature. There's nothing wrong with that. I have people go outside and walk, like a walking reflection. Mm -hmm. Yep. I do an exercise called Socrates. It's an exercise for questioning. Socrates came up with the Socratic method. We ask questions and questions. Usually it's two partners. And I have people that are online actually call each other on the phone. So I do this online where they call each other on the phones and they have to actually go outside and walk. And for the first five minutes, the one person says, Socrates, here's my problem. And all Socrates can do is ask questions not leading questions, like, have you thought of this? So they go do that. And then they come together. And then they talk about what's your problem solved, blah, blah, blah. But there's a lot of reflecting too, because it's hard to be Socrates. I mean, can you imagine this only ask a question when you really want to solve a problem for them? (laughs) Here, the discussion takes an interesting turn when we talk about incorporating the manager into the reflection plan. I've often said, We need to activate managers early and often. This is a nice reinforcement of that theory. The evidence from Charles Jennings' work, and this is clear, the people who have the most impact on someone's learning and development in the workplace is not learning and development. It is the manager. So for me, there has to be an element of feedback and reflection taking place by the employee with the line manager. You work for the line manager. That's the nature Mm -hmm. of the relationship. So the line manager who's invested time and potentially money in you learning something that's going to improve the way you do your job, it seems to me quite reasonable that a line manager should be able to ask someone, how are you then going to use that in the workplace? Are we enabling the conspiracy of convenience, simply agreeing to take the easiest road because it is the most convenient? Are we all just simply ticking a box? Andrew has some thoughts. It's the thing I talk about all the time is moving from shopkeepers to engineers. Learning development is not a shopkeeper. Learning development should be an engineer, which means working with the line managers in the workplace to be able to support an individual in the way that they develop. So that's not just selling them content, which people then do. Everybody ticks and says they're really happy with, but actually it's conspiracy of convenience because everybody can say conspiracy they did it, but nothing changes. Yeah, it's conspiracy of convenience. There's a business problem. And so the business say, this is a problem. They go to the learning function who go, we can do something about that whether that be a face-to-face course or online learning or whatever. And the people do the thing that is produced, the e-learning module or whatever. Business can say they highlighted the problem, tick. 
plan development say they did something tick individuals can say they did the thing tick but nothing changes because fundamentally it's not about having a conversation about producing stuff it's a conversation about improving performance well there you have it the people have spoken debriefing and reflection can take on many forms but it starts with the why It starts by ensuring that you are addressing application and then allowing your audience to feel safe to comment. Bring in those different techniques like journaling or teach bags or letting them walk around in nature. But don't forget about the manager. Bring them into the reflection process for greater learning success. And as always, if you wanna be part of the live discussion, and you know you do, Go on over to learningrebels.com and sign on up. In the meantime, stay curious, be rebellious, and take over the world. Bye for now. Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed the episode. For more content like this, or to begin your own podcasting journey, head on over to obsidian-productions.com.